The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Okay, so welcome, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'll start by rereading this poem by Charles Bukowski called Bluebird. I admit that I didn't even know until last night that uh, Charles Bukowski was actually a well-known poet. This, you know, poetry isn't something that I've studied. It's more something that touches me on and I save poems. And I heard this poem just recently and somebody was reading it and I felt really touched by it. It wasn't until last night that I discovered, oh, this Charles Bukowski person is actually a really well-known American poet. So the poem goes like this. It's called Bluebird by Charles Bukowski. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I say, stay in there. I'm not going to let anybody see you. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I pour whiskey on him and inhale cigarette smoke and the whores and the bartenders and the grocery clerks never know that he's in there. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I say, stay down. Do you want to mess me up? You want to screw up the works? You want to blow my book sales in Europe? There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too clever. I only let him out at night sometimes when everybody's asleep. I say, I know that you're there, so don't be sad. Then I put him back, but he's singing a little in there. I haven't quite let him die. And we sleep together like that, with our secret pact. And it's nice enough to make a man weep, but I don't weep, do you? Wow. For me, I mean, we might even say this is dukkha. Dukkha on so many different levels, right? This, this conflict between this, uh, the speaker in this poem... I don't know if it's autobiographical. I imagine it is. That has this tough exterior. He talks about how he's too tough and too clever. and But yet he also has this sensitive, tender, vulnerable, emotional core that he's struggling to protect. And this real separation between what this individual is showing the world, being a tough guy, and what's being experienced inside, some vulnerability or happiness, right? So often we think about bluebirds, the bluebirds of happiness. So we might imagine that this person kind of like uh, earned his living as a poet is kind of this gritty, uh, misanthropic kind of character, but really, maybe there was inside was something that didn't quite align with what was being presented 
to the exterior and what was being presented as being appropriate for his uh, view of himself, his identity. It's also a reminder for all of us that those individuals who seem to be tough on the outside, maybe even ourselves sometimes, do have a gentler, tender side inside. At least I want to believe this. I don't want to believe that people are just, you know, through and through have this uh, roughness about them. We might say that the Dharma is this part of the path of uncovering these positive qualities inside of us. And then this path of uncovering these, in some ways we meet all the difficulties of our life, the difficulties that are in our minds, Right? the ones that we make up and everything that seems to obstruct or get in the way of aligning with or discovering or finding our way with experiencing the beauty, the tender, the vulnerability, the emotional aspects of a human experience. So this poem has this refrain There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out. Sometimes we ourselves have refrains, things that we repeat to ourselves, stories about ourselves, stories about um, what it means to be us. And I'm using this word stories not to be pejorative or to say that they're not true, but to maybe highlight that there's a way in which they're fabricated. There's a way in which we are... I'm creating them based on experiences we've had, but they are created nevertheless. That is, they aren't expressing this, some inherent truth about ourselves. So this refrain, these things that we repeat to ourselves and this poet here, he's, I mean, there's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out. It's very powerful. This maybe tenderness or things that we feel like are inside of us, but somehow we don't know how to get in touch with or express or incorporate into a view of ourselves. But something I want to highlight here is that the poet or the speaker in this poem is making a real distinction between himself, I'm assuming it's a masculine person and what's inside like there's this bluebird inside and then maybe there's this rough exterior outside and this is part of what the dukkha of the human experience too is like thinking that are breaking up our experience into like sub parts that somehow are like in conflict with one another Like this part of me wants that, this other part of me wants this other thing. But part of Dharma practice is is this integration, like integrating, I mean, this wholeness and discovering that maybe there isn't these different aspects, these different parts to this entity, to this being, but more there's just different experiences. 
without having to create identities and sub-identities, without having to say, you know, there's this bluebird character that's different than this other character. Instead, we might say that, oh, there's moments of vulnerability, there's moments of tenderness, there's moments of sadness, there's moments of singing, this bluebird. And there's also moments of being too clever, moments of being too tough, the moments of hiding things from other people in our life, maybe even hiding them from ourselves. And there's this way, like one way, it's kind of this um, sub-characters that uh, get created often is an inner critic of ourselves. And that's kind of like help creating this divide between these different aspects. And then this poem, the speaker is saying to this bluebird, you know, stay in there. I'm not going to let anybody see you. Stay down. Do you want to mess me up? I know that you're there, so don't be sad. This is a way in which sometimes, you know, the inner critic, we speak to ourselves with a sense of harshness, with a sense of, you know, somehow you're inadequate or inappropriate in some way. Ouch. Ouch. (laughs) This is dukkha. This is really dukkha. And then sometimes our activities, you know, the way that we show up in the world is an expression of this I'm using the word inner critic. There's so many different ways we might consider this. But in this poem, the poet is saying he pours whiskey on him and inhaling cigarette smoke and only let him out sometimes. But I haven't quite let him die. So these activities that the speaker of this poem is using about uh, pouring whiskey and cigarette smoke and not quite letting him die. There's these ways of kind of like squashing down, kind of like maybe there's uh, certain aspects of his experience, the tender, happy, vulnerable side. But there's also ways in which we can do things that aren't so obvious as drinking and smoking and other things that are unhealthy for us. But there's a way that we can use spiritual practice itself as a way to avoid our inner life. We use these spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep some of our unresolved emotional issues, for example. I love Jack Kornfield's expression, this unfinished business of the heart, some of these wounds that we have. So there's a way in which we might, using this practice that's supposed to help us, you know, like integrate and become whole with all of our experiences, but we actually use it as a way to avoid working with what's uh, difficult. There's a way in which we can disconnect from our feelings or not look at the big picture or shield us from the truth because we're just being mindful of each moment or reading the next Dharma book or something like this. To be sure, there's nothing wrong with spiritual practice. In fact, you know, I would support such a thing. But it's sometimes the way that we use it. To not be in touch with the grittiness of our lives. I kind of chose this poem because the grittiness is like so obvious. We don't have to work very hard to imagine it. 
And to be sure, like working with spiritual practices is better than some other defense mechanisms, better than uh, drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes. I don't know exactly when this poem was written, but I'm imagining, I know the poet was born in 1920. So, if, you know, maybe 1950s, 60s, 70s, I'm not sure. But I'd like to end with a, maybe a, um, a challenge, a query. What if there actually is no bluebird and no tough exterior? What if we just put down, stop the reification of these entities, of these experiences, and it's just this experience, and then this experience? And then this experience. What if life is just a collection of experiences? And of course, we want to make meaning out of our experiences. But is there a way that we can start trapping the bluebird inside? Trapping, having this rough exterior that can only be rough by creating these entities with what are just, in fact, experiences one after the other maybe these creating personas or characters is extra and is part of what is dukkha so the way to happiness is not to finally let the bluebird out to not finally let go of the toughness or the roughness The way to happiness is to kind of like let the bluebird and the roughness integrate. Maybe the bluebird so much doesn't want to get out, doesn't want to escape this uh, character. Instead, it just wants to integrate. So I leave you with some of these thoughts with this poem. Bluebird by Charles Bukowski. Thank you, and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Thank you.